1: the day he's William Bendix, the movie star, but every Sunday night for the last 52 weeks he's been the star of The Life of Riley. Now we're going to hear a few words from this one-year-old radio star. Say something, Bill.
2: Da-da. Goo-goo-da-da.
1: The American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. Five million farmers and ranchers raising fine meat animals. 600,000 men and women in more than 3,500 meat packing plants. 400,000 meat retailers. All doing their level best to fill your daily needs. And now, on behalf of all these... The American Meat Institute brings you the life of Riley. Like most fathers, Chester A. Riley, California war worker, is full of pride in his son, Junior, and never (coughs) seems to learn that pride goeth before a fall. Right now, Riley's at it again. He wants Junior to enter the Silver Gloves Amateur Contest and is out in the backyard trying to sell Junior the idea.
3: Listen.
4: But, Pop, I don't think I box good enough to be in the Silver Gloves
3: Contest. Oh, don't be so modest, Junior. Let me be the one who's modest. With the benefit of my training, you can't possibly lose. And don't forget, you'll be wearing the colors of the BPLA. The BPLA, Pop? Well, sure, my club, the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> All the social and athletic club director and some kids. It's, it's for charity. And the BPLA is counting on you.
4: Yeah, and the referee will be counting over me.
3: <laughs> no, no, he won't, Junior. I, I happen to know the referee, Mugsy Donovan Purcell. And, Junior, he can't count up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, I'm your manager, your trainer, your sparring partner, and your father. And all four of us say you can't lose. But, pa. Pop... another thing, Junior... Boxers are very popular, especially with girls of the opposite sex. They are, Pop? Girls like men who can protect them. A man who can fight as a knight in shining armor. A regular Sir Gallagher, or Bunchalot. Girls like boxers, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Pop, I'm entering the bout. up, boy. Now, now, come on, we'll start your training right away. First, I'm going to show you a tricky uppercut. I call it my Sunday punch.
4: Why, Pop?
3: Well, when I hit a fellow with this punch, he always lands on his weekend.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
3: Pop, go ahead and show me. Uh, now, 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 watch me. First, I faint with my left, eh? then with my right, I bring up a haymaker like this that's, uh, where are you, Junior?
4: Over here, behind you. Oh. <laughs> Listen, Pot, can't the other fella hit you when your legs are all tangled up like that?
3: Uh, well, sure, I'm wide open for a right hook, but if he tries it, I'll block it with my jaw. Now, uh, you try it on me. <laughs> Look, I'll get down on my knees so I'm more your size. Uh, go ahead. Gosh,
4: I don't want to hurt you. I
3: just figured that I'm your sparring partner as well as your trainer. Forget I'm your father. Don't worry, I'll duck. Come on, let me have the old one-two. Come on.
4: Well, okay. One, two.
3: Gosh, <laughs> it <laughs> oh. <Yes, father. laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you see, your trainer was so busy watching your style that your sparring partner forgot to duck. And I think your father is getting a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Peg, let's finish up the dishes fast. Huh?
5: Honest, Riley, I don't understand what's going on in that mind
3: of you. Now, Dumplin', don't worry about my mind. It's very simple.
5: <laughs> First, you invite Junior to hit you in the eye, and then as a reward, you do these dishes for him.
3: Well, I don't want Junior to do no more dishes for a while. Dishwater's liable to soften up his hands.
5: Hmm,
3: hasn't done much for me.
5: Well, I'm telling you for the last time, I'm not going to let that boy grow up to be a prize fighter with those broccoli
3: ears. Not broccoli, cauliflower.
2: <laughs>
3: and don't worry, Junior can take care of himself. He's got my fighting blood in his veins. Oh, your fighting blood.
5: <laughs> Look at that black eye he gave you.
3: Well, I, I let him hit me to, to, to give him confidence. I, I think the swelling's going down a little though. I... When I close my good eye, I can very dimly see the icebox, Dan.
5: That's the gas meter you're looking at. Oh, Riley, don't you think it's dangerous to let Junior fight?
3: Junior's my boy also. Remember, her father's got mother love, too. (laughs) Why, with me training Junior, nobody's going to lay a glove on him. It's like I was saying to Jim Gillis, I Oh, said,
5: so that's uh, it. You and that Jim Gillis have been boasting to each other again. Now, now, Peg, listen. Now. And you said that Junior was a better fighter than Gillis's boy, Egbert. I and did he said not, but th-
3: he... th- this time you got me all wrong. It was Gillis that said Egbert was a better fighter than Junior.
5: Oh, the idea. Two grown men getting two little boys to fight
3: each other. Well, in the first place, it ain't fighting, it's, it's boxing. What's the difference? Well, boxing's more gentlemanly. When, when, when you knock the guy's teeth out, you wear gloves. <laughs> well,
2: I... And mean, in the second
3: yeah. place, Egbert, don't figure in this at all anyway, because only Junior is representing the BPLA. <laughs> Boy, is Gil is going to be jealous when he hears about it.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pop, I finished my homework. Let's go and enter me in the box.
3: Oh, oh, okay, Sonny. Peg, we're going down to see the boxing promoter, Rosenface Moore. Rosenface is managing the tournament. Oh,
5: I give up. Now, Riley, look, promise me one thing. Yes. Arrange it so that the boy who fights Jr. won't hit him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. Come on, Captain.
6: All right, next entry. Uh,
3: Mr. Moore, I want to sign up for the schoolboy division of the Silver Gloves. Schoolboy? Yeah.
6: I'm afraid you're a little late. You should have been here 25 years ago.
3: Oh, oh, I ain't the schoolboy. I'm entering my son here, battling Kid Riley. He's representing the BPLA.
6: Oh, you're too late, Riley. We already have one entry from that club. Oh, gee, Pop, how can that
3: be? Well, it can't. Well,
6: it is. Mr. Gillis entered his son, Egbert, for the BPLA five minutes ago.
3: Why, the double-crosser the traitor. That kid, Egbert, Gillis can't represent the BPLA. He's a cream puff.
7: Just a minute, Riley. I heard that crack, and I don't like
3: it. Well, Gillis. That egg bird of yours couldn't fight his way through a sheet of Kleenex.
7: He could so? But who can get Kleenex today? Uh,
3: Look at this black eye my junior gave me. I I don't see your boy giving you no black eye. Well, of course not. I brung him up better. He only fights kids his own size. Is that so? Well, he better not pick on my junior. My boy can lick your boy with one of my hands tied behind your back.
6: Why you all over... Oh wait a minute. Just, moment. Moment. I... just, I... just I... a minute. Just a minute. Just a second, man. I tell you what I'll do. I'll let down the rules and let both boys represent your club against each other. Then the winner will be the champion of the BPLA.
3: Hello? Oh, hello pointy. Well, sure, I think Junior will win. What? Oh, okay, Pointy. Thanks for tipping me off. So long. Peg, guess what?
5: Guess what what?
3: I just heard that Jim Gillis is having his kid trained by Slug Malloy, ex-welterweight champion of the Santa Monica Pier. A
5: professional? Oh, is that fair?
3: What a snaky thing to do. What an underhanded trick. Only a shift and connive and weasel would do a thing like that. Why didn't I think of it? <laughs>
5: Riley, I'm worried about this. Oh uh,
3: Well, don't worry, Dumplin. I, I promise you that Junior won't get hurt. Why it's such a sure thing I've been laying three to one that junior will win. Three to one? Yeah.
5: Where are you gonna get the money to cover all those bets?
3: Well, who needs money? I, I, I bet Newley Dirk and three mows of his lawn to one trim of our hedge. All I hope is Junior watches his training. Well, what do you have for lunch? Don't
5: see, Two sandwiches and a glass of milk and a chocolate eclair.
3: A chocolate eclair. Again with the custard. If you must feed him a class, please see it. They're filled with meat. <laughs> oh, there's, there's Junior now. Is, is that you, champ? That's
2: yeah,
4: me.
3: Well, Peg, start dishing out that grub. Well, and champ, sit down at that table and start packing it away. Go ahead, kid.
4: I'm not hungry. Get,
3: well, Junior, you, you, you've got to build up your weight, or Egbert's liable to beat you.
4: No, he won't. Ah, that's
3: the way I like to hear you talk.
4: Because I'm not going to fight Egbert.
3: Junior, I didn't quite understand you. I can't hear with my mouth full.
5: <laughs> I'm not going to fight Egbert. Well, I think he's being sensible. I'm glad that's settled.
3: Uh, well, it ain't settled. What do you mean you won't fight Egbert? Why won't you? Well,
4: I can't tell you why, Pop. Oh, please don't ask me.
3: Junior, there's only one type of a boy who runs away from a fight.
4: I can't help it. I don't want to fight. I don't
3: want to be left alone. Junior, come back here. Hey, I know why he's running out. He's scared. He must have heard how Egbert was being trained by a professional. My own son, a coward.
5: Oh, come
3: now. How do you oh. know? I just got a feeling, you know me, I'm I'm psychopathic.
1: Well, Riley seems to have lost the first round in his fight to make Junior a silver glove champ. Round two follows in just a moment. But in the meantime, this is Ken Niles speaking for me. Let me tell you what Mrs. Niles did for me at dinner last night, Saturday night. I sat down hungry. Yes, even radio announcers get that way. Hungry as a bear. Well, in she comes with a deep-covered dish, hot as a firecracker. First, I get a friendly fragrance, and then I take off the lid. Ah, inside it's brown and warm. Chunks of good lean beef in a steaming liquid. Fluffy islands of dumplings. Carrots, onions, potatoes. I lift off a dumpling, and then I take the biggest ladle we have in the house, scoop, fill, lift, and serve. In that homey mixture on my plate are meat, vegetables, dumplings, and all. The name of that mealtime masterpiece is beef stew. Bubbling body beef stew. And Mrs. Niles said, honey, it took only about a pound of stew meat to build that stew. It only cost me two red points out of the hundred the two of us have this month. Well, ladies, that all goes to show there are still a lot of ways to keep meat on the table. Even in these days of tighter rationing. Look for the low-point meats in your market, short ribs, for instance, or sausage. Just one to three points per pound. Most of the variety meats, such as kidney and hearts and pork and lamb liver, are still point-free. Remember, when you keep meat on the menu, you keep getting those highest quality essential proteins. For meat is a yardstick of protein foods, because meat measures up to every protein need. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It's round two of Riley's struggle to persuade his son to meet young Egbert Gillis in the Silver Gloves boxing tournament tonight. Junior's last-minute refusal to fight left Riley down, but not quite out. Thank you.
3: I guess I should never have depended on Junior. I guess I'm just a big dope. Well, I might have the courtesy to deny it.
5: Why should I? You got yourself into this. Now take the consequences.
3: Yeah, I can just see myself paying off the bet I made with Ike Shanahan, the barber.
5: What? You made a bet with the barber too.
3: Yeah. If Junior wins, Ike's got to give me a six-month supply of haircuts. Three haircuts. If Junior loses, i got to cut my own hair and stand in the window of Ike's barbershop with a sign around my neck which says, Let Ike cut your hair or someday you look like this.
5: Next time, don't
3: bet. Uh, Junior can't treat me this way, even if I am his father. I'm, I'm going to have another talk with him. Junior, come in here. Uh, uh, Peg, where you
5: going? I've got the dishes to do.
3: Oh, the ships are deserting the sinking rat. <laughs>
4: What do you want, Pop?
3: Junior, you, you've been a great disappointment to me, you know that? I know. And you, you still won't tell me why you won't fight Edgar tonight? Well,
4: I can't tell you, Pop.
3: Uh, well, you don't have to, because I know why. You do? Sure. You, you're just afraid to spoil your good looks. But you shouldn't be, Junior. I'm the one who should be afraid, because after all, you got them from me. <laughs>
4: Pop, I ain't afraid of spoiling my looks.
3: Uh, but, but, Junior, how can you run away from a fight? You were born in Brooklyn, Junior. <laughs> I'm sorry I got you in
4: this jam. Um,
3: I, I don't care about myself. I, I don't even care about Gillis. The boy's riven me, but what I can't take is the thought that my my own son is a...
4: I'm not a coward, Pop. Honest, I ain't. It's something else. It's... Well, it's... Yes, Junior? It's on account of Marilyn Morris, my girl. She said if I went in that ring, she'd never speak to me again. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> oh, don't laugh, Pop. You don't know what it means to be in love. <laughs>
3: You'd better not let your mother hear that. <laughs> I know plenty about love, and, and, and it's just like General Sherman said, love is war.
4: LAUGHTER <laughs>
2: Listen,
3: Junior, suppose Marilyn said she'd let you fight.
4: Boy, if she only would, Pop, I'd get in that ring and tear Bert to pieces. He's always trying to get Marilyn away from me.
3: Junior, get your trunks and bathrobe together and be ready to leave for the arena on a minute's notice. <laughs>
8: Sit down, Mr. Riley, won't you? Oh,
3: thanks, Marilyn. Now, now, you sit down, too, huh?
8: Now, what did you want to see me about, Mr. Riley?
3: Uh, well... Well? Well, uh...
8: Well? Uh,
3: happy new year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Same to you. Uh, Same to you, too. Uh, Well, Marilyn, I believe in coming right to the point. I'm... I'm here on a sort of a peace mission. you got to let Junior fight tonight.
8: Oh, I'm sorry, but I don't approve of fighting.
3: But, Marilyn, fighting builds a boy up. It it makes a he-man out of him. And girls like he-men. Look at Van Johnson. Look at Frank Sinatra. Oh, no, look back at Van Johnson.
8: (laughs) Well, maybe that's so, but I just don't want Junior's ears to look like Brussels sprouts.
3: Cauliflower. <laughs>
8: Mr. Riley, you may as well know now as later. I'm planning to
3: make Junior my husband.
2: <laughs>
8: you are,
3: huh? Eh? Well I- I- in that case I'll have to double his fifty cent allowance.
2: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
3: oh, we won't get married for a little while. Oh. Uh-huh.
8: We're thinking of June ninth, nineteen fifty six.
3: Well, if you're going to marry him, you should let him box, because boxing prepares a man for married life.
2: I I, I
3: mean, if Junior learns now how to take it on the chin, when he's married and older, he can take it on both of his chins. So, what do you say? Let let Junior fight, huh?
8: Oh, Junior's perfectly free to do what he wants. All I said was, if he fights, I'll never speak to him again.
3: You called that freedom? (laughs) Marilyn, are you sure you were never married before?
2: <laughs>
3: Why,
8: Mr. Riley...
3: Oh, I was only kidding. Listen, Marilyn. Marilyn, if you don't let Junior fight tonight and he loses by default, Junior won't have no self-respect. And when a woman makes a man lose his self-respect, he can never forgive her.
8: Oh, I never look at it like that. I wouldn't want Junior to... Mr. Riley, I've changed my mind. Oh,
3: that, that, that's great.
8: It's my duty to see that Junior
3: wins. Oh, don't worry. I think he'll win.
8: I know he'll win.
3: Oh, you're a swell kid, Marilyn. And, and it's okay for you to marry Junior. I'm, I'm here by giving you his hand. The one with the paycheck in it. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Moore, how's the big promoter,
6: eh? Fine, Riley, fine. We're going to have a capacity crowd tonight. Yep. A lot of people want to see your boy mix it with young Gillis. Oh,
3: sure. All my pals are out there, too, and battling Kid Riley is all set.
7: Where, 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 where's
6: Moore? Right here, Mr. Gillis. Uh, what's wrong?
7: Where's Eggbite? Have you seen my Eggbite? Where is he? Don't you know? No. The last I know, he was going over to see some little kid Marilyn Morris. I just called her. She said he never showed up. The kid is missing.
6: Huh? He's smart.
7: <laughs>
6: now listen, Gillis, you're putting me in a fine spot. There's a big crowd upstairs waiting to see the Riley Gillis bout. we don't give him one, we got to turn back the money. The charity loses, and I look like a heel. Well, my Junior's here. He ain't afraid.
3: My Eggbite ain't afraid. He's just missing.
6: Hey, I, I wish I could find a substitute fight.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if Eggbite was kidnapped. Ah, uh, why would anybody kidnap Eggbite? Somewhere I got to find another. I fight. know why.
7: And I think I know who done
3: it. Gillis, who do you think you're looking at?
7: Who do you think I'm looking at?
6: I asked you first. (laughs) Somewhere I got to find another to... Wait a minute, I got one right under my nose. You want to make something out of this, Gillis? I do if you do. Okay, I I dare you
3: to knock this chip off my shoulder. There
6: ain't no chip on your shoulder.
3: Well, I dare you to put one on.
6: Now, wait a minute, gentlemen, wait a minute.
3: Wait a minute.
6: Never fight for nothing. Now, there's a big crowd upstairs waiting to see the Gillis-Riley bot. Well, they're going to see it.
3: But the kids
6: can't fight. His kid ain't here. Well, your name's Riley, ain't it? And his yeah. name is Gillis, ain't it? I'm putting you two in the ring. Gillis versus Riley, just as advertised.
2: Now, no wait a minute!
4: Uh, lie quiet on this table, Pop, so I can rub you down. you eat nervous, are you,
3: Pop? Who, <laughs> oh, me? Oh, if you notice me shaking. I'm just loosening up my muscles.
7: <laughs> Why
3: don't we get going?
4: Pa? don't forget your old Sunday punch. Yeah, but this
3: here is only Saturday.
4: <laughs> well, what's worrying you, Pa?
3: Huh? Oh, nothing. I'm only thinking about poor old Gillis. Him and me have been pals for years. Now i got to go upstairs and punch him all over the ring. I hope.
6: <laughs> okay, Riley, let's go. Now, yeah, that crowd won't wait much longer. Come on, let's get into the ranks. Uh,
3: okay, I'm, I'm ready. Well, don't be so nervous. Uh, I, I ain't nervous. Um, wait, where's my gloves?
6: They're tied to your hands. Where's
3: my hands? I'll... <laughs> Never mind, I won't need them. Let's go.
8: Thank you, Mrs. Riley. May I hear the fights on your radio? They won't let me listen at home. Why, yes. Come into the living room.
5: But I uh,
8: thought you didn't like boxing, Marilyn. I don't, but I just want to hear them announce that Junior wins by default. How do you know he'll win by default?
5: You'll see. Well, I'll tune the radio in.
7: And now, folks, it's time for the main bout: Gillis versus Riley. This is the fight we've been waiting for, folks.
8: (laughs) They'll have a long wait. <laughs> oh, listen. Something's happened.
7: And now the two contestants are climbing into the ring. Here's Riley and here's Gillis.
8: I don't understand it. Every can't be there.
7: <laughs> Official weights of the two contestants. Gillis, 180 pounds. What? And Riley weighs in at 195. 100? One and... What's happened to Junior? <laughs> oh, they're getting a big cheer, folks. After all, they stepped in at the last moment to take the place of their son, Junior Riley and Egbert Gillis.
8: Oh, Marilyn, it's not Junior and Egbert, it's my husband and Mr. Gillis. The men are fighting each other. I knew it couldn't be Egbert, because I locked him in our cellar. (laughs) You did what? So Junior could win by default. There is the
7: gong, the stage is on. Now if they'll only come out of their (laughs) corner. Their stools. They rush each other and. Oh, they miss each other and land on the ropes. This is the battle of the century. These bums couldn't hit each other in a hundred years. Oh, geez, this is dreadful. Now the referee pulls them back in the center. Now they spawn. Go oh, right to us score with a haymaker and wham! The referee is down. <laughs> the referee is up again. Now he's down again. It was Gillis by <laughs> the time. They're picking up the referee No, oh, Gillis trips Riley They drop the referee Riley slugs Gillis Gillis slumps Riley The referee is up No, he's down Not they all down I can't see what's going on Well, that's the end of round one, folks And what a fight I wish you could be here This is for charity, folks They say charity begins at home And that's where Riley and Gillis wish they were
5: And that's where they ought to be Those two
7: and remember, folks, these prize bites come to you through the courtesy of Digger Odell, the friendly undertaker. Who's following is... When you think of Foxy, think of me. <laughs> Say the referee
2: didn't
5: come out for this round. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four. My, I thought price fights lasted longer than this. I think they're supposed six, to, but not with those two in there.
7: Seven, eight, nine, ten. It's all over, folks. Riley is holding up Riley's hand. The winner, Chester Riley. Come over here to the microphone, Riley. Say a few words to the radio audience. What's the matter, Riley? You too winded to talk? No,
3: I got plenty of wind. Only it goes in and out of my mouth too fast. <laughs> it, it was a great fight, folks. And the best man won.
2: I
7: feel fine. <sighs> Gillis never laid a glove on me. But if Jake of Jake's meat market is in the house, I want to order two steaks, one for each eye. <laughs>
1: The Rileys will be back in just a moment. Well, this is about the time of year when most folks get hungry for a good sausage breakfast. Not just on Sunday, but now and then throughout the week. Well, as long as pork sausage takes only two or three points a pound, I say let's have it. And if you want to stretch the sausage out a little, you can make mine with cottage fried potatoes on the side and some good cream gravy. Or give me my breakfast sausage pieced out with scrambled eggs or crisp fried mush. Or some nice red apple slices, browned in the drippings. But give me sausage. Mmm, mmm. And while I'm talking about it, I'll add that the tasty lean in that sausage has the right kind of proteins, the kind that everyone, old or young, needs to build and rebuild tissues. All meat has these proteins of highest quality. Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All these nutritional statements made about meat are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association.
3: Folks, this is William Bendix getting personal for just a moment. Tonight is something of an occasion for all of us who are part of the life of Rally. This is our fifty-second program, and even with Rally's arithmetic, that makes us one year old. Thank you. Uh, for a year now, I've wanted to pay public tribute to the fine actors who comprise our regular cast. First. Riley's wife, Dumplin', played by a very, very pretty gal, Paula Winslow. Oh, Phil Bendix. (laughs) When television comes, her blush will be a sensation. (laughs) Riley's son, Junior, is Conrad Binion, and Jim Gillis is John Brown. Now, heard in tonight's story are Riley's daughter, Babs, who is Sharon Douglas, Waldo Binney, played by Dink Trout, Digger O'Dell, the merry undertaker, played also by John Brown. And, of course, our announcer, Ken Meat is a yardstick of Protean Foods, Niles.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> For all of us, it's been a pleasant privilege to meet you at your radio each Sunday. And If we've succeeded in giving you a smile or two, well, that's the nicest birthday present we could possibly have. Good night and see you next week.
1: Follow the Life of Riley presented by the American Meat Institute next week at this same time. William Bendix plays Riley by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is written by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Shipp. It is directed by Don Bernard with music by Lou Cosmo. Our engineer is Thor LaCroix. This is Ken Nile saying, see you next week.
0: This is the Seven thirty at K E C A, Los Angeles. है हिंदी सिनेमा सबसे बड़ा होगा जब करण जोह, आयश्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे filmfare की शानदार Film fair Kim Manchbar Honge, Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthik Aryan, Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. To Hojayatayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm, only on ZT.